Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. More specifically, we're going to keep the club-by-club NRL season previews going. Now, as we continue to move up the ladder, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Today should be an interesting one. So we're going to look at everything South Sydney for the 2024 season. Going to go through their squad, the coaching staff. I'll be naming an X-Factor player uh, as well as a one to watch. And within this squad, plenty of young players to keep an eye on. Uh, so today, all about the Rabbitohs, uh, mostly a preview. And then, of course, I will give my ladder prediction at the end of today's podcast. Uh, so South Sydney Rabbitohs, we will be getting amongst it. Uh, but before we look at the year ahead, let's quickly have a, a quick... I mean, I could talk about this for an hour, but... We want to move forward and not look backward. South Sydney, 2023. What the hell happened there? Now, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while now, I would know that I split the regular season into three. Round one up to Magic Round. That's like the first third of the competition uh, where clubs, you come out of pre-season, you want to get off to a good start. By the time you hit Magic Round, You know, last year, some teams like the Tigers kind of already know that it's not going to be their year, uh, whilst other teams, they they start to get a bit of momentum. Second part of the season is from Magic Round, uh, where all the fans are gathered in one place, all the way through the Origin series. Uh, And then after that, the final third of the regular season is once Origin is finished, and it's basically the run home to finals. Now... Last year, at each kind of checkpoint, I did a bit of a review. Now, when we got through the first third of the competition, there was no hotter side than the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They were, at that point going into Magic Round, the front runners, the hottest form team in the comp. Then we go through the second third. Obviously, very uh, affected by origin, And of course, Latrell Mitchell uh, wasn't able to get on the park because of an injury. All of a sudden, they went from front runners to very lackluster. But they weren't really getting criticized for it too much. A lot of the talk and uh, kind of the thoughts around it was, oh, well, it's origin period. They're waiting for Latrell to come back. They're going to click into gear when it counts going into finals. Uh, So they were very lackluster through that origin period. Then we get to the final third. South Sydney fell off a cliff, culminating in the last game of the season, win or go home, against their arch rivals in the Roosters. The Chooks would send the bunnies packing. Uh, There were plenty of rumours going around the club. And not just rumours. There were things that were confirmed to actually happen, like Jai Arrow's dog attacking 
Jason Demetrius dog. Like it was getting to that absurd point where it's just like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So South Sydney, at that first checkpoint of the season, they were looking hot. They were looking awesome. Get to the end of the season and there was no team who shit the bed more. Honestly, South should have been in the premiership window. They should have been having a red hot crack at lifting that trophy above their heads. Instead, one of the all-time meltdowns. Now, we enter 2024, a stack of pressure on this side. Jason Demetrio, I mean, for goodness sake, last year, early on, he was looking the goods to contend for a premiership. Now, I mean, all of a sudden, it's a bit more of a shaky foundation if Rabbitohs can't hit the ground running. Now, they've made a marquee signing for this year, signed a big name from the Raiders. Uh, They're coming off a state championship win, so New South Wales Cup premiers, uh, as well as state champions. So there is a good nucleus of young talent within this squad. The key is, though, can they put all these ingredients together to make a finals football sandwich? That's what we're here to talk about today, but it would be remiss of me before we jump into 2024 to not acknowledge what the bloody hell happened at the end of last year, because I am still not exactly sure. So today, that is what it is all about. The South Sydney Rabbitohs 2024, let me take a breath, bit of a mouthful, NRL season preview. All right, let's get this thing started with the coaching staff for the Rabbitohs in the upcoming season. Uh, Now, obviously, at the top of the totem pole, you have the head coach, Jason Demetrio, uh, who now a couple of years in to the head coaching role after taking over from Wayne Bennett. Now, we've seen many a coaches burnt by having to follow Wayne Bennett uh, in his footsteps in the head coaching role, Uh, but Demetrio, 2022, they still look decent. They looked amazing for the first bit of last year. Missed finals altogether. So really important year. Uh, There are going to be a lot of challenges facing Demetrio, including the origin period where he's sure to lose some players. Uh, So for Jason Demetrio, he will be leading a club that was thought to be in their premiership window. Now time is ticking. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, they were late bloomers. They started their career later than most. Uh, So as far as the key players they've built around, their premiership window, how long is it going to be open for? Last year seemed like a major year for them uh, to really strike. But in this window where they maybe could have pressed on at least one of their years in the last five or six to win the title, well, unfortunately, the Penrith Panthers exist. So Rabbitohs, not only have they not claimed a premiership uh, with, you know, this kind of era, Cody Walker in the halves, Damian Cook at nine, Luttrell at fullback. But last year, like I said, missing the top eight altogether. So a lot of pressure on the players uh, and a lot of pressure naturally is going to come on the coach. Now, looking at coaching achievements for Jason Demetriou, uh, dates back the start of his coaching career, 2011. Uh, now, he was the championship one coach of the year. 
that is in, uh, over in England, it is not the Super League. So it's essentially like because they have promotion, relegation over there. It's essentially like reserve grade. Uh, so here's Championship 1 Coach of the Year with the Keeley Cougars. Championship 1 Premiers with the Keeley Cougars as well. Uh, so right from the get-go, Dimitriou having success as a coach. Uh, then when I really started to take notice of Jason Dimitriou, that was during his time at the Northern Pride. Uh, so 2011, he had that great success with the Keeley Cougars over in the UK. Back in Queensland, back in Australia, 2013, Northern Pride uh, would go on to win the Queensland Cup that year, and they were unbelievable. I remember that year thinking, fucking hell, Jason Demetriou could be a coach to keep an eye on. Uh, he was also named Queensland Cup Coach of the Year in 2013. Then, 2015, Demetriou was one of the assistants at the Cowboys when they won their first and only premiership under the late, great Paul Green. Uh, so Demetriou, what you may not know is that he had a hand in that. Uh, the following year, he would be involved in the Dragon system. He was the New South Wales Cup coach for the Illawarra Cutters. And you guessed it, coach of the year, New South Wales Cup. Uh, and the Illawarra Cutters would go on to win the premiership that year. A Cutters side which featured the likes of Saliva Havili, Tane Milne, Hame Sele, who's just left the club. Isaac Thompson was involved. Uh, so there are a lot of familiar faces. Jacob Host, another one, uh, that were involved in that success for the Illawarra Cutters that are now involved under Demetrio at the Rabbitohs. And of course, state champions. Twice, or two state championships. In 2014, the Northern Pride would go all the way. Uh, and with the Illawarra Cutters, he would do the same. So for a while, Jason Demetrio was tracking very nicely. After that, he would take roles with Wayne Bennett at the Brisbane Broncos and then the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now he finds himself with a chance. And when you look at the pattern of some of his achievements, it seems like every couple of years, Premiership Coach of the Year. Now, he hasn't done it at Super League level or at NRL level as a head coach. Was involved with the Cowboys in 2015. But Demetrio, a very highly touted coach. Uh, going to be interesting though, because where the Rabbitohs are at, if they don't have a successful year, the logical thing is going to be to move the coach on. Now, uh, assistants. Let me just, sorry, i got a team list as well. Because guess what? Team lists have been dropping for the first round of trials. I was like, holy shit. Uh, so the Rabbitohs' first team list of the year are largely made up of fringe players, reserve graders, uh, and some youngsters just looking to make an impact. Uh, they will be coached this weekend not by Jason Demetrio, but by the first man uh, on the assistant coaching list, Joe O'Callaghan. Uh, he is the assistant coach, will also continue to coach the New South Wales Cup side, uh, who won the state championship last year as well as winning New South Wales Cup. So Joe O'Callaghan will stay on in that role, uh, but will also play a hand in the NRL side. And as far as Joe O'Callaghan's coaching achievements, uh, he was actually involved at the Northern Pride with Jason Demetrio. So these two clearly go back a little bit. Uh, Demetrio obviously has a very high opinion of Joe O'Callaghan. So he was involved with O'Callaghan in the Queensland Cup Premiership 
and state championship at the Northern Pride, and he would do the same with the South Sydney reserve grade side last year. Uh, amazing job from Joe O'Callaghan, and he will be the one taking the reins this weekend. So I'll go through this team list. We've got 21 players, and yeah, I would imagine most of these guys are going to be featuring for Joe O'Callaghan uh, at reserve grade level, but trials... You know, it's a great opportunity to put your name forward. Uh, so having a look, Braden Burns returns to the club. He will be captain and has been named at fullback. On the wings, Leon T. Howe. Uh, he's a really good young player. I think eventually we will see him feature at NRL level. Leonard Skelton on the other wing. In the centres, Tane Milne, uh, which I found interesting given that he was a pretty regular contributor for the Rabbitohs over the last few years. Uh, and the right wing position is that position that really the only one up for grabs in the back line, uh, or at least the back five. So Tane Milne has been named here. Does that mean? I don't know what that means, whether it means anything, but Tane Milne named in the centres. Adam Christensen in the other centre position. Jarrett Sublu in the number six. Uh, he actually has played one game for the Canberra Raiders, came through their system, uh, has been involved with Souths for a couple of years now. Uh, now, this is the first I'm seeing of the halfback, Emmanuel Di Bartolo. Love the name. Uh, halfback jersey. You know, it's one at the Rabbitohs that's certainly not locked down uh, for Emmanuel. Well, last year we saw Dion Tiupa. Uh, he had an amazing appearance, was this one that a player that no one had heard of, killed it during the trials, started to make a name for himself. Emmanuel Di Bartolo, good opportunity for him here. Brock Gray in the front row with Cade Maloney. Ryan Gray in the number nine, uh, who had been involved in the Bulldogs reserve grade team previously. Myla Chanfoon, another great name in the back row. Nicholas Halalilo and Yileen Gordon who has been playing seemingly since the dawn of time. Uh, like I said, this isn't what the Rabbitohs are going to be looking like in the NRL, but I love these trials. I love getting a look at the bigger picture. Uh, interchange players for the Rabbitohs, they'll be taking on Seagulls this weekend. Bailey Bentley-Hape, Harry Quinlan, Chase Chapman, Tristan Alvarado, Richard Holani, Matthew French, Tyson Hodge, and Marco Moretti. So there you go, there's a few players uh, that will be in South System this year, coached by Joe O'Callaghan. Uh, and finally, rounding out the coaching team, you have Ben Hornby, a former Premiership halfback at the Dragons, and John Sutton, a Premiership hero and absolute legend of the South Sydney Football Club. Uh, so I, I think those two guys, very quality guys to have on the uh, coaching staff. They were already there because I was going to say additions, uh, but they were already there. Good to keep them around. Uh, now, finally, on the coaching front, John Morris off to the Tigers, Sam Burgess. The loss there was very interesting. Uh, I thought Burgess, I don't know. I, I thought he'd stick around, so he's actually gone to coach Warrington Wolves. Oh, shut up, phone. Uh, but the way it kind of played out toward the end of last year was interesting. Next up, best 17, question mark. Um, now, this is question mark because I don't know. And given that the Rabbitohs were not successful last year, 
I mean, no one really, other than, you know, your Cameron Murrays and a couple of others, no one's position is 100% safe. Uh, so let's have a look. Fullback, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, there was a little bit of talk. Maybe you play him in the centres. They're going to keep him at fullback. Uh, when he's at his best, one of my favourite players to watch. When he's not so much at his best, South Sydney do suffer. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how the season as a whole plays out for Latrell Mitchell. But I'm a massive fan of his, so hopefully... Uh, other than when he plays the Warriors, he's at full flight. Left edge. Now this one, very interesting as well. Cody Walker on that left. Jack Whiten. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about his signing later on. But Jack Whiten arrives at the club after having played 5-8 for the number of previous seasons. Has played centre before. Very good there as well. Cody Walker, Jack Whiten, Alex Johnston who this season, this season, could break Ken Irvine's long-standing record for the all-time try-scorer. Mr. Alex Johnston, holy shit. Cody Walker, White, and AJ, that's a bloody good left edge. The question is, who plays back row on that side? Does Jacob Post keep his spot there, uh, despite really not being able to own it when given the opportunity last year? Do they go for your youngsters uh, in Ben Lovett, maybe Tellus Duncan? Whoever they go, it is going to be interesting because you'd love them to be able to complement the players that are there. I don't think they're going to be asking for too much from their left back rower, given, I mean, Cody Walker going to have plenty to do, Jack White in the same, Alex Johnston there to finish, be there at the end uh, to capitalise on the openings. Uh, so Jacob Hoston option, Tellus Duncan... Ben Lovett, uh, maybe a couple of others. Who knows, Myla Chanfoon. We'll have to check uh, the trials this weekend and see if anyone can put their hand up. As far as middle forwards, Tom Burgess, uh, I think it's a lock. He'll be there. Whether that's starting or coming off the bench, I don't know, but he'll definitely be there. Tavita Totola. Over the last few years, he's gone from just an NRL player to a genuine leader of this Ford pack, and one of South Sydney's stars. I know they've got a few, and there are probably more household names, like Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, but Tevita Totola, I would imagine South fans love having him on their team. Then you've got Cameron Murray, the captain, uh, so massive duty for him this year. Uh, it's that extra responsibility to carry on top of the already high workload that he gets through physically week to week, uh, the origin toll that he's going to have to go through because you would imagine if fit he'll get picked for Michael Maguire's blue side. Uh, so it's a massive season ahead for Cam Murray. He is the captain. He will be the lock forward. Uh, and I think South, they need him out there as much as possible. He is the heart and soul player of this side. Uh, now some other options for middle forwards. Sean Kepi arrives at the club from the Seagulls. I do believe Sean Kepi, week to week, is going to be in the side, maybe coming off the bench. You've got Shaq Mitchell, uh, who played a very impressive performance in the state championship and New South Wales Cup decider. Uh, so he wasn't featuring that much for the NRL side, but they could do with a better extra punch through the middle. So Shaq Mitchell, an option. Davey Mowale, another year on in his development. Uh, you would expect Davey Mowale 
to be in and around that team. Daniel Saluka Fafita, uh, who I saw tipped for a big year this year for Souths, uh, but then I've also seen a couple of days ago there are links to Bulldogs maybe trying to get Daniel Saluka Fafita over immediately. So watch this space. Uh, and Jai Arrow, the other one that comes to mind in the middle of the field, uh, he's got to be involved. So with that, Tellus Duncan, who I think his best football is played at 13, you're not going to displace Cam Murray. They do have a few options in the middle. Does that lean Jason Demetrio toward bringing Duncan into the fold on an edge? And does Tellus Duncan earn that left-back row position? Uh, now, dummy half, you've got Damian Cook. Saliva Havili uh, has been a nine for most of his career, uh, but he's more transitioned now, excuse me, into that middle forward role. Peter Mamozelos, young number nine, has been in their system for a number of years, just re-signed with the club. He was involved in the state championship victory. Damian Cook, uh, toward the latter years of his career, I think Cook plays nine for sure. But do we start to see Peter Mamozelos emerge, maybe off the bench, and just play some minutes at nine, given that in a couple of years, it could be his jersey, so it might be the right time to give him some experience. On the right edge, excuse me once again, biggest question, and one of the biggest talking points of the Rabbitohs season in general, who wears the number seven? Lachlan Ilias, he's had the jersey over the last couple of years, are probably forced into the role a little bit earlier than coach Jason Demetrio would have liked. Now, if you remember, a couple of years ago, the Bunnies had actually signed Anthony Milford, and the plan was for Milford to play halfback and Lachlan Ilias to continue to develop. Uh, but he was asked to be the halfback maybe a year earlier than planned. Uh, then last year, he had some games where he looked phenomenal, and then he also had some games where he looked quite average. That is part of the experience for a young halfback, still growing into the role. Enter Dean Hawkins, the captain of their state championship reserve grade side. He has been in the bunny system for a number of years. I don't even know how many New South Wales Cup games he has, but he has fucking heaps to the point where I saw like how many games he'd played at cup level. And I was like, all right, he's about ready. He's about ready to play some consistent NRL. Came through their 20s, been playing cup level for ages. Dean Hawkins. I believe he is a very real chance of being the one to wear the halfback jersey this year. Uh, obviously that lingering kind of narrative of Adam Reynolds leaving and how the club hasn't been the same since. Lachlan Elias, did they continue to persist with him? I think eventually he will come good. Dean Hawkins. I think they're going to be pushing each other. Healthy competition is only good, but I think there is a very real chance Dean Hawkins plays in the halves alongside Cody Walker next year. Well, this year, next month, holy fuck. It's creeping up, isn't it? Akeon Kolomatangi, he'll play on that right edge at his best. I think he's certainly going to be in that New South Wales Blues origin side. And he's another one of these real stars for South Sydney that the fans of the club, I'm sure, would just adore. Keon Kolomatangi, massive damage 
on that right edge. Uh, adds so much impact, can play long minutes. We've seen him play in the middle at stages last year. We've seen him play at number nine uh, for Tonga. So just an extremely versatile player. Another one who's come through this system. They didn't bring him over from another club. And he's turned out pretty fucking good. Now he is not the only strike weapon on the right edge. You also have Campbell Graham. One of the best centers in the competition last year. Very unlucky to not get that origin debut coming off a successful World Cup campaign. Campbell Graham, last year, for pretty much the entire year, he was dealing with rib issues. Uh, I would hope in the past off-season, not being involved in rep footy, that he's gone and get, gotten that fixed. Because if he was injured last year and playing the way he was, like, if he can... I mean, a lot of these guys are carrying injuries into every game. But it sounded like the rib injury was fucked. So if he can at least sort that out, gee whiz, he could go to another level. And thinking of Campbell Graham going to another level, well, that is what South need. Right winger. Now, this has the biggest question mark uh, alongside the halfback position. Who plays right wing? That seems to be the only open position in the back five. Tane Milne was a shot, but... I mean, the fact that he's been named for the first week of trials suggests maybe not. And he's been named at centre as well. I think Tyrone Munro. I think they might just pull the trigger on that and it could be the right time. Tyrone Munro, he'd be my call. You've also got Isaac Thompson and a couple of other guys. Does Isaiah Tass come into calculations or do they just keep him around in the squad as a specialist centre? A lot of questions there, uh, but the right wing position, I think it'll be up for grabs during the trials. Tyrone Munro. If you had to ask me who gets it done, Tyrone Munro. Uh, let me just click on to the next. The draw. The 2024 draw. Uh, of course, the fixtures for South Sydney beginning in round zero, or a split round one, in Las Vegas. Now, I clicked on to Fox Sports. They did an article by the staff writers. The NRL draw. Who has the easiest? Said Cronulla Sharks. Who has the hardest draw? According to the number crunches. It would be the Rabbitohs. According to Fox Sports, the toughest draw for this upcoming season is South Sydney. And I think at times last year, despite being a superstar side, they, I mean... They bundled out so badly. They shit the bed in the second half of the season and just went out really without much of a fight. So now we're going to see a real test of what they're made of uh, given this draw. If they make the eight, I think it's fair to say uh, that they are still that quality side that can push for the premiership. So, toughest draw. Which teams do they play twice? Broncos, uh, so that's going to be difficult. Sharks. Seagulls, Melbourne Storm, Eels, Panthers, Roosters, Tigers. Uh, now, thanks for the staff writers. They've given us a little analysis. Uh, the Rabbitohs have the worst draw in the NRL, according to Fox Sports Lab, with a whopping, that's right, a whopping 13 games against finalists from 2023. Like the other three Vegas teams, Souths have to face a tough draw early, taking on the Broncos and Roosters in rounds two and three. 
They'll again finish the regular season against the Roosters, just like they did last year, where of course, Roosters sent them packing. In addition to playing the Tricolors twice, uh, they are also slated to face last season's top three twice in Panthers, Broncos and Storm. Uh, so it's definitely not going to be easy. On the bright side, Jason Demetrius' men will play the back-to-back wooden Spooners Tigers uh, twice, but they have face a huge task to break into finals. So there you have it. Quote-unquote toughest draw in the NRL. We'll have to see how Souths manage that. Now on to my X-Factor player. I've picked one from every club, uh, that being the influential superstar. And when the game is on the line, when the result is in the balance, who does South Sydney look to? X-Factor player, Cody Walker. Now Cody, despite the side really limping toward the finish line last year, Cody Walker was still playing as good as he ever has, uh, culminating in a return to the Origin Arena where he put on a show against the Maroons. Uh, Made Bradman Best, well Bradman Best is a superstar, but really unlocked Bradman Best to be able to utilize those superstar qualities. Like I said, he's going to have Jack Whiten joining him on that left side. We already know Cody's combination uh, and what that's like with Alex Johnston. You also have Latrell Mitchell, and if he's at full flight, that combo between Cody and Trell is something else. Uh, Damian Cook and Cody have played a ton of football together, so that combination is there as well. The X-Factor player, when the Rabbitohs need something, Cody Walker. Now, they have a ton of other stars around him. Kola Matangi, Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten, Campbell Graham. But Cody is the guy, I believe, especially the whole narrative of Adam Reynolds leaving uh, and the pressure that is now being placed on the young halfback, whoever that may be. Cody Walker is the senior half. He's done nothing but deliver for the club, but he's going to have to deliver again in season 2024. Now for Cody Walker and Damian Cook, like I said, late bloomers into their career, neither man has ever won an NRL Premiership. So the X-Factor player, Cody Walker, he's going to know. Time is of the essence. Despite having the toughest draw, you only get so many opportunities at the Premiership. And do you want the last crack to be that loss in the Grand Final against Penrith? So I think Cody, he's going to have all the motivation he needs. And when he's got his head screwed on, there is arguably no more dangerous player in the competition. Highly creative, very skilled, uh, unpredictable at times as well. So it doesn't matter how many times a team can break him down in a video session, video can't quite prepare you to defend someone like Cody Walker. Now, given that they are in their premiership window, given that they were probably the most surprising team to miss finals last year, it is a mammoth season for the club. Cody Walker, front and center. He is my X-Factor player. Now, one to watch for 2024. This is a series where I've picked one young player from every club to keep an eye on in the coming year. Rabbitohs one to watch has to be Tyrone Munro. Best on ground uh, in the state championship. Hat-trick made his NRL debut last year against my beloved Wallab- uh, Wallabies. Fucking hell. Wallier- Wallerers? Warriors. Fuck the Wallabies. Uh, But Tyrone Munro, 
As I mentioned earlier, it's a genuine sniff of starting round one on the right wing. And now inexperience, still essentially being a rookie in the NRL, there are going to be parts of his game that still need to be tweaked and still need to be worked on. Uh, and at times, he might not come up with the right play. But I think he is so naturally talented. By all reports, one of the hardest workers at the club. It just makes sense to give him the shot now. Uh, and then as he's ironing out some of these inconsistencies, boom, like we could have a star on our hands. Big time. So my one to watch has to be Tyrone Munro. Uh, and given I've gone that call, I say he wins that right wing battle. Uh, now, gains and losses. Start with the losses. Hame Sale off to the Dragons. I actually thought Hame Sale was one of the Rabbitohs' best forwards last year. Uh, I can't imagine he would be getting paid a ton while he was at Souths. I don't think he'll be getting paid tons at the Dragons, but I do think he'll be getting paid more and probably deserved the upgrade from his body of work. So, look, it's not a huge loss on the name front uh, and the star factor, but I do think it is a loss for their Ford pack. Blake Taff, who featured in that grand final for them at fullback, a Bunnies junior, he's crossed over to the Bulldogs, looking to cement himself uh, as a regular first grader. Now, Blake Taff, he was exceptional in the New South Wales Cup grand final, uh, also a state championship winner with that side. So with Latrell blocking his path, he's off to the dogs. Jed Cartwright, he has signed with the Newcastle Knights. I will be looking to be a regular in their 17. And young backline player, Terrell Carlo Carlo, is actually a good young player, has been left unsigned. Now the 2024 gains, only two of them. Sean Kepi, who I believe, like I said, he'll be in their 17 week to week. Jack Whiten. Uh, now, a lot of people probably don't know this about me, unless you know me personally. Uh, but given that my dad's from Canberra, I'm from New Zealand, hence why I go for the Warriors. Raiders are genuinely my second team. Like, I support them every single game, except when they play the Warriors, if that makes sense. Jack Whiten was my favorite Raider. Favorite Raider. Like, when he burst onto the scene, debuted, I think it was against the Gold Coast Titans, as a left winger. And instantly in that game, just watching the way he'd throw himself into contact, I was like, holy shit, I love this guy. Then he would get, get through the ranks, I can't speak English, rise through the ranks at Canberra, would play centers, would play fullback, would play 5'8", winning a Dallium medal. Uh, of course, that season where they made the grand final, Jack Whiten was at six. Last year, I'm just going to clear my throat, excuse me. <clears throat> Fucking hell. Last year, Jack didn't really look comfortable at six. He wasn't playing his best football there. Signs to the Rabbitohs, playing back in the centers could be his best position. That could be the best possible position to play him in. Now, if Cody Walker goes down, he's a Dallium winning six. If Latrell Mitchell goes down, they have a couple of other options, but he can certainly fill in at fullback. That would allow Isaiah Tass to come back into the side. So you've got utility value in Jack Whiten. Uh, you've got toughness for days. Amazing signing. 
Like I said, he was my favorite Canberra Raider for so many years. Just love the way he plays his footy. Change happens. It sucked when he decided he was going to leave Canberra, but I can understand it. And it's time for a change. Very close with Latrell Mitchell, who he'll be linking up with here. Massive signing. Obviously a huge loss for the Raiders. But when we look at where Souths finished last year, ninth, and how they just couldn't get things going. You add Jack Whiten into the mix, holy shit. So that is one of the biggest gains, not just for the Bunnies, but across the whole competition for 2024. Canberra's gain is South, or Canberra's loss, sorry, getting fucking ahead of myself, is South Sydney's gain. Now I've got the squad, full squad, uh, which I'll go through very quickly. That includes uh, some of their train and trial players, things like that, uh, which the team list I mentioned before obviously had a lot of those guys. Uh, and then we'll get to the final assessment and call it a day. So I'm just getting the players up. Uh, for anyone that I've already mentioned, I'll basically just say their name. But there's a few people within this squad uh, that I haven't touched on yet. So Rabbitohs top 30 squad for the upcoming season. You've got Jai Arrow. Uh, who I imagine will be playing in the middle again this year. Tom Burgess, Michael Cheekham. Like I said, there is an opening in that back row. Can Michael Cheekham be the one to gain it? Damian Cook, Tellus Duncan, who I'm a massive fan of. Campbell Graham, Jai Gray, a young Queensland half. Uh, now, by all reports, Jai Gray, from kind of his age group, was the cream of the crop. So Jai Gray, uh, I don't know how much we'll see of him this year, but I would imagine he's a big part of South Sydney's contingency plan for when Cody Walker retires. Saliva Havili, Dean Hawkins, like I said, I think he's a very real option to wear the seven this year. Jacob Host, Lachlan Ilias, who'll be looking to defend his position as the club's premier halfback. Alex Johnston, <laughs> fucking hell. It is going to be skits if he breaks the record for most tries of all time. It didn't take him that long as well, if he gets there. Sean Kepi, Keon Kolomatungi, Ben Lovett, Peter Mamozelos, Tane Milne, Latrell Mitchell, Shaq Mitchell, Davey Moali, my one to watch, Tyrone Munro, Captain Cameron Murray, the heart and soul, Daniel Saluka Fafita, Will he stick around or will he end up at the dogs? Isaiah Tass, speaking about sticking around, do we see another club make a play for Isaiah Tass? Tavita Totola, Leon Tihau, the young winger who will be seeing in action this weekend, Isaac Thompson, my X-Factor player and vice-captain of the club, Cody Walker, Jack Whiten. I mean, you add him into this mix, very exciting. As far as the supplementary list, uh, aka development players, you've got Thomas Fletcher, uh, a young back rower, very, very talented as well. I don't think we'll see him that regularly this year, but going forward, I think he'll be an important part of the squad. You've got Jacob Gagai, I believe he is Dane's brother, and Jacob, not a youngster, he's been around for quite a while, uh, but playing very well at cup level can play centers, can play in the halves, can play fullback. Could this be the year Jacob Gagai makes his NRL debut? 
Richard Kenna, he's been around for a hot minute as well. He is on the supplementary list. Liam LeBlanc, a middle forward. Hazen Mellis, who plays in the outside backs. And Dion Tiupa, who we did see in the trials last year, killed it. And like Jai Gray, I think Dion, part of the contingency plan for what happens next after Cody Walker. In the extended squad, Adam Christensen, uh, who's been named for the trial this weekend. Emmanuel Di Bartolo. Wikipedia tells me that he does not just play halfback, but he also can play fullback. Shit, yeah. I'm interested to watch young Emmanuel Di Bartolo this weekend. Aiden Doolin, Ethan Ferguson, uh, who I had heard was taking a break from the game, but he is listed here, so not sure. But Ethan Ferguson was actually involved uh, part of a magical night for a number of Ethans for the New South Wales Blues under-19s last year. So if he stuck around, fuck yeah, he could be a big part of the backline in the future. But yeah, I did read something. I feel like maybe he gave up the game. Hopefully not. We'll have to see. Brock Gray, he's in the trials this weekend, as is Nick Halalilo, Richard Holani, Cade Maloney, Harry Quinlan, and, wow, this is a cool name, Nazareth Taua. And that's the whole squad. So you've got the supplementary list. We've got the trials this weekend uh, to see some of those fringies who can really impress. And then it'll be on for young and old. Uh, So that's the full squad. It's time for the final assessment. Uh, And, of course, part of the final assessment is that I will be giving my ladder prediction. Uh, My prediction, of course, secondary to the preview element of today's podcast. Okay, here we go. The key. Uh, I wrote down for the key in 2024, as Ric Flair would say, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. They did beat the Panthers last year, early in the season, uh, but given they play all the best teams twice, uh, and they've got, according to the Fox Sports Lab, the hardest draw of the year, well, it seems like the best way to navigate that is to beat the best teams. Because we know Souths, for the most part, usually against those bottom four or five sides, Souths prove too good. Even if they don't quite show up for the game, uh, they usually usually have enough attacking weaponry to get the job done. But this year, the draw is going to be unforgiving. Uh, so at every opportunity they get, they need to try and beat the best clubs. And they've got a few opportunities very early on. Some of the other keys for the Rabbitohs uh, managed the origin period in 2024. I think they'll be missing Cody Walker given what he did in game three last year. So boom, you take Cody out, you got to bring someone else into 5-8. And this is in the middle of the season of what is supposed to be the hardest draw in the competition. You take out the X-Factor player if he makes origin. Latrell Mitchell, uh, that's a question mark. Uh, Like, he might get selected for origin. He might not. There's a bit to play out between now and then. Let's say he does get selected. Now, not only are you missing your six and your real X factor with Cody Walker, you're also missing Latrell Mitchell. And we saw last year, Rabbitohs, when they were missing Latrell, that is when things started to slowly unravel. Jack Whiten, there's word getting around he is going to come out of representative retirement. You'd have to say if he does, 
He is the exact kind of player Michael Maguire loves. Let's say Jack Whiten comes out of origin retirement. Now not only are you missing Cody and the Trell, Jack Whiten, who would have covered for Cody, not available. So things start to get interesting. Keon Kolomotangi, you take him out of the squad in the middle of the year. That's a big loss as well. Campbell Graham, 50-50. I, st- I still would love to see him play for the Blues, although as a Queensland fan, uh, maybe not. But he hasn't been selected yet, so he may be available, he may not. But if you take all those guys out, combined with Cam Murray, the captain, uh, and potentially Jai Arrow as well, it's going to be up to a lot of the guys from their state championship outfit to now take this opportunity and really step up and say, we are beyond reserve grade, and when the opportunity opens up in first grade, we are absolutely up to it. Uh, So my two keys for the Bunnies, to be the best, you've got to beat the best, and Unlike last year, they need to successfully navigate the origin period. My point of difference for the club, Cody Walker, the X Factor, Trell and Jack Whiten. Now, they did get into a bit of a wrestle uh, previously, but these two are extremely, extremely close. So if you think about that left edge, Alex Johnston there to finish the tries, Cody Walker at his creative best, Jack White and outside Cody, Latrell sweeping around. I think a real on-field point of difference is Trell and Whiten, but off-field as well. Like, if they're hanging out, if they are really enjoying each other's company, uh, given that they are so close, they're going to be in good spirits. They're going to really want to lift uh, to that next level. So X-Factor player Cody, my point of difference, uh, it, what complements him, the players that complement Cody, the most, Latrell and Jack Whiten. Now, ladder prediction, very interesting. There are a couple of clubs that I was tossing up. Who makes the eight? Who doesn't? I originally had South Sydney in my eight, and the Fox Sports Lab has swayed me because, I'll be honest, I was deciding between Cronulla Sharks, which that podcast is still to come, and the Bunnies. Cronulla Sharks, according to Fox Sports Lab, have the easiest draw South the hardest. So I've gone South's ninth place to finish, which is where they finished last year. I still think there's a massive chance they come in out to the year and really get back to their best. I think about the Brisbane Broncos and how their season fell apart in 2022 and then what they produced the following year after being burnt so badly. South's Fuck, if they are front runners and they can be in that top four, they could win the premiership this year. But I've been swayed by the Fox Sports Lab. Uh, So we're going to put the Souths in ninth place. Although, yeah, it's it's fucking sick with the NRL this year because there are so many teams that are top eight worthy, but it's hard to fit. It's hard to fit everyone in there. So I'm going to say ninth placed. Uh, This is one of those predictions where I will not be shocked if I get proven totally wrong and Souths kill it. Uh, But for the sake of keeping my predicted ladder going, South Sydney, ninth placed finish. So that's it for today. Rabbitohs podcast done and dusted. Uh, And given that trials have begun, season creeping up oh so close, and still eight teams to cover, well now I'm going to start banging them out at much more of a rapid pace 
Uh, so in the next couple of days, the Canberra Raiders podcast, the 2024 preview will be out. Best way to stay up to date with all things Not Just a Sports Report and our NRL content this year. You can either follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report or simply follow us on your preferred podcasting platform and you'll be able to see as soon as the Raiders podcast has dropped. But yeah, now it's time to get on to that, isn't it? I've written my notes, so I guess I can start recording straight away. Our final thing for today's podcast, thank you very much for listening. As always, your support and your time much appreciated. And until the Raiders podcast, have a fantastic week. And just remember, the footy is back. There are trials on this weekend. What a time to be alive. <laughs>